0: So I I love you all so much and I just I just want to come to encourage you. I want to leave a word of encouragement. I told mama I said, "Well, they just came out of a revival with brother Flannery. It's like they've been eating uh, and brother Murray was here this morning. I feel like maybe this congregation has been eating at like a five-star restaurant and I'm like bringing a picnic basket. <laughs> Let's finish this thing up. <laughs> but um, I I just want to feast on the word tonight. And I just can I can only bring you what the Lord gave me to give you. So I'm bringing this from the chef. And so if you think it's a, sometimes McDonald's is good, let me tell you. (laughs) And so you can just decide what, maybe this will hit your spot tonight. I know that it has hit mine. So I just want to, I just want to feed you from the word. And I, and I, um, I'm glad, I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight. There's no place that I would rather be than right here in the presence of the Lord with his saints. And so, um, I'm just going to give you what the Lord gave me. And I hope that you get behind me and pray for me while I'm up here. Um, but, um, so I'm not going to start with my scriptures. I'm just going to start with, um, I'm going to get to those a little later, but, um, I want to talk to you tonight on the topic of I'm addicted. I'm addicted. Um, addiction happens in the brain. Sometimes people think it's, um, because of a lifestyle or it's a lifestyle choice, but for a lot of people, it starts out as a choice and then it becomes, um, an issue. It's a it's a disease of the brain. It's a thing that happens in your mind, and so our minds and our spirits are, are tightly um, put together. They're um almost the same, but they're not. They're they're close to each other. Our mind and our spirit. But whatever the substance is, um, it alters. Whenever a person partakes in that certain substance, or um, allows themselves to be exposed to that thing, it alters the neurons and the chemicals in the person's brain. And normally an addictive substance will change It's what, what it's called is the reward pathway part of your brain. And so when you um, allow yourself to be exposed to this substance that you are addicted to, it alters the reward pathway in your brain. So that whenever, it's like whenever I take part in that, in my brain, the neurons start firing in this certain reward pathway. And whenever it links like the feelings that I have, whenever I'm um, before I do this certain thing, Mike, let's just say it's um, because I'm going to talk about this later eating Cheetos. Let's say I'm addicted to eating Cheetos. Um, <laughs> okay, so whenever I'm sad, I like to eat Cheetos, and so <laughs> I'll eat a whole bag, and it alters my brain. And I'm kind of making light, but I mean, this really happens to some people. <laughs> Maybe I'm included in the number. I'm just kidding. But um, whenever I get sad, I eat this bag of Cheetos. And so in my brain, neurons start firing and... It gives me pleasure. My body feels good whenever I eat these these Cheetos. And so in my brain, this reward pathway lights up. And it's like there's neon signs along my brain. I'm getting somewhere with this, okay? But I'm just trying to explain it to you. It's like neon signs light up and like, wow, that was awesome. This was good. This was cool. I like this, okay? And there's neon signs on that reward pathway. And so the next time I feel sad, si- the next time I feel sad, I think, "Oh, last time I was sad, I ate a whole bag of Cheetos, and that was a reward for me, and I felt better afterwards." So my brain, the sign, I do it again, and the signs get bigger and bigger. Okay, this is what happens with an addict, and say it's, but say it, I can, it could be Cheetos, but maybe it's drugs, and so the reward path, <laughs> the reward pathway gets larger and larger, so that that person associates good things with this bad action. And so they become addicted. They become addicted so that whenever they go down that road again, dopamine is released into the brain This is what really happens. I'm not making this up. Dopamine is released into the brain. And those neurons fire even more. And so the pathway is just like, you know, first you're, like, you're taking a trek through the woods, you know. And this, I wore this path out once, but maybe you walk down that road a hundred times. There's no grass that grows there anymore. You just know to go that way. Because it's very obvious that that's what you want to do. And so dopamine is what is released and it makes that pathway, the, the neon lights even bigger. And that's what you go on that pathway. And the the sad part about it, it, it's it makes those other rinky dink those other roads of happiness or goodness. It makes them look rinky dink. It makes them look like there's uh nothing to them. Like maybe playing basketball made you happy before you started eating Cheetos. Well, after I after I started eating Cheetos, that road of happiness to playing basketball that got like really like dim. Like that does not make me happy any longer. <laughs> but I think you get what I'm uh, talking about I actually have a friend who does AA meetings and um, there's a lady that is in this group and she jumps from addiction to addiction and one week her addiction was Cheetos so she could not get over it and I I kind of understand (laughs) but um, so there are people that can have very addictive personalities like I jump from this thing that I'm addicted to, to something else but um, we live in a, sci- a society that is addicted. We live in a society that is very easy to become addicted. And um, I, I know I will use the term lightly, but if you really think about it, um, we sh- people show the symptoms of addiction and just very simple things like my phone. I'm not saying my dad is addicted, but he left his phone at home tonight and he said I should turn around and go get it, but he didn't. He's like, nobody's going to call me. But I, I tell you, oh, this generation and then... I, the generation ahead of me, I think, too, are, we are so connected with our phone that it's a part of our hand. And that's an addiction if I can't go an hour without picking that up because I feel like somebody might have liked my picture on Instagram and I didn't see it. Now, that's an addiction, I'm telling you. <laughs> if you have withdrawals, it's an addiction, <laughs> okay? But that's, it's serious. We, have, we are in a society where addiction is commonplace. It is something that we just accept. from our phones to the Internet to Facebook to Netflix. Lord, thank you for Netflix. But, I mean, it can be addictive. All of those seasons at your tip of your fingers. And I know this is becoming so carnal. But um, we're all there. We all live in this world. And Netflix is good. I mean, it can be good if you're not addicted to it. But we can easily become... I just want to point out that we can easily become... Addicted to these things to a TV series to the news I have to see what's happening in the world or maybe to gossip. I got to hear that if I hear anybody talking about anybody I got to hear what they're saying, you know, or maybe it is to food Maybe it is to that bag of Cheetos. Maybe it is to McDonald's or maybe it is to the Sonic coke that we always have to get at happy hour or maybe it's the nerd slushies in uh, In the summertime, I'm telling you things can be addictive and I know I'm making light, kind of, but we can, people are addicted to alcohol. People are addicted to Facebook. People are addicted to cigarettes. People are addicted to gambling. People are addicted to pornography. People are addicted to drugs. People are addicted in this world. That's just the way that it is. And we we have, an ex- we have been doing outreach in our community, and we were having this discussion, and I thought I would never have this discussion. Like, I didn't ever picture myself having this discussion with my family talking about our church, but we have young people that come, I won't say their names, but from our community that we said they were probably born addicted to crack cocaine. Yeah. This was a crack baby. Because yeah. you, you can just tell. Yeah. And th- so in our society, we have... Children that don't have a chance or they in the world, they don't have a chance because they were born addicted to a substance that could kill them because of their parents' choices. And that's just the sad truth that babies can be born addicted. And oftentimes in addiction, I'm just telling you some facts about addiction if you haven't um, found out, (laughs) but um, oftentimes in addiction, people or friends there are people and friends that can be called enablers. And these people if you 've ever been addicted to anything, you know they enable you to do, to partake in this thing that you are addicted to. maybe they 're the one that sells you the drugs, maybe they 're the one that just creates an atmosphere where you can do this thing. But they are called an enabler, and they're they 're the ones that make it easy for you to continue living in this lifestyle so if you 're you live um, addicted to drugs or alcohol, maybe Your friends and your family that have always done this or lived in this kind of lifestyle, they provide an environment enabling you to be addicted to this thing. Also, um, you hear a phrase called a trigger um, whenever you're dealing with addiction. And a trigger is something that causes you to want the thing that you're addicted to. So we talked about those pathways in your mind feel like I'm giving a science lesson but you we talked about those those pathways and so whenever I felt sad I ate the cheetos so that sadness is a trigger so the next time I feel sad the trigger will go off and I want that bag of cheetos again so <clears throat> everything basically can be a trigger happiness can be a trigger sadness can be a trigger if you're addicted i mean yeah. man i'm i'm happy i want to go celebrate i'll go you know do drugs because it makes me feel good. I'm sad. So uh, if you were addicted to drugs, I'm sure that would, that might be your men- mentality. I don't know from experience, but, um, so we have triggers in an addiction. So, um, I always think of addiction as a bad word or until the Lord gave me this message. I've always thought of addiction as a bad word. Like, that's not something that you want to be. <laughs> I don't want to be addicted to my phone, so I'm going to put it down. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to take it here. I'm not going to take pictures. I'm not addicted. You know, even to something as harmless as you think your phone be. You know, I don't want to be addicted to it, or I don't want to be addicted to Facebook. I'm going to deactivate my account for a year. You know, that's just the way I've always felt. Like you don't want to be addicted to something. That's a bad word. Can I get an amen? If anybody feels that way, that addiction is not something that we want to take part in. But um, the Lord began to give me a message, and it went against what I always thought about addiction. It went against that um, spiritual grain that I thought that it, re- it started to rub me the wrong way because I thought, you know, Lord, you're about freedom. You're about liberty. You're about deliverance, and that's what he is about. Can I get an amen? He wants us to be free. He wants us to be free from addiction to drugs. He wants us to be free from an addiction to alcohol. He wants to deliver us from the bondage of this world. He does want us to be free. And I will never say that he doesn't, But he, because he died on the cross to set us free. But um, I started to think about what, um, what the Bible says about, about this. And it started, to, it started to change my mentality about it a little bit. In Galatians 5 and 17 is where I want to go um, first. It says... and 17 it says for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would so i started to think if i if if you feed the flesh you will become addicted you will become addicted and the spirit parallels the flesh so if the spirit parallels the flesh They're contrary the one to another. So there must be something else. We don't just become, if we deny the flesh, we feed the spirit. We start, if we are feeding the spirit, there might be some addiction that takes place. And so I started to play with this idea in my mind, okay? So if I deny the flesh, then I won't be addicted to the, fle- the lusts of the flesh. It goes on to say, you know, the works of the flesh are the manifest with these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, and it, the list goes on. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, patience, goodness, faith. See, these are aftermaths. They are contrary one to another. So there may be just play with this idea with me. There may be an idea that we could be addicted in the spirit. And so it is shameful that us that we as the church, we feed the flesh sometimes more than we feed our spirits. And that we can find that I'm addicted to things in the flesh when I should be addicted to things in the spirit. In Matthew 11:29 through 30, it says it talks about the yoke. In Galatians five and1 talks about a yoke. It says, "Take my yoke upon you." And learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. In Galatians 5 and 1, it says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So we have two yokes here. We have the yoke of the Lord, and we have the yoke of bondage. So I see two parallels. I see two things that are contrary one to the other. And I never thought about being in a yoke of bondage with the Lord, but I've thought about bondage when I think about being in the flesh. Because, you see, a yoke in the flesh comes with bondage. Bondage but a yoke in the spirit comes with liberty it comes with freedom you see i need to be yoked to the lord i don't need to be yoked in the spirit but i'm going to be one or the other they're contrary one to the no- to the other they're opposite so in the flesh if i am bound in the flesh then i am not bound in the sp- i am not feeding my spirit, but if I step over and I start feeding my spirit, I'm going to find myself in a situation where I'm in a yoke, but it's not going to be a yoke that I had when I was in sin, but it's going to be one that is easy and it's going to be a yoke of rest. It's going to be a yoke that is light. So you see, there is a possibility that there could be a yoke. There could be an addiction that comes with the spirit. These two things are contrary one to the other. And I, I'm afraid that we will find ourselves in one place or the other. We'll either be sitting at the table with the devil or we'll be sitting at the table with the Lord. Where do you want to be sitting? You have to choose one. And so we, we come into this place, it is a choice that we make. Will I feed my spirit or will I feed my flesh? Will I feed my spirit or will I feed my flesh? His yoke is easy and his burden is light. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. And so I kind of changed my mind a little about being addicted. I don't want to be addicted to anything in this flesh. Something that would tie me to the the world. I don't want to be addicted in that kind of way. But if... I told you a whole lot of things about an addiction in the flesh, how science, how it's a science of the mind. And so if that is true for the flesh, is that true for the spirit? So um, when, I was, when I was on the plane coming home from Haiti, um, the Lord brought a scripture to my mind. I was, I was actually reading. I just decided, you know, I have this long flight and so I'm going to read all the letters of Paul. is <laughs> basically what I decided. But I was reading and a scripture just came off the page at me and I was like, wow, I did not, I'd never read that in the Bible before. But during my time in Haiti, I've, I've started to become aware of some of the symptoms of addiction in my life. They were very apparent to me in my life. There are some symptoms that come with addiction. One is having withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. And one is starting to think a lot about your substance. So I go back to my title, I'm Addicted. I found out when I'm in, I was in Haiti that I'm addicted. I started to see, this, I started to see the symptoms in my life. And when I, was, when I was on the plane coming home, I read this scripture. It's 1 Corinthians 16 and 15. It says, I beseech you, brethren, ye know the house of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. Yeah. You see, tonight, saints, it is very possible that you can become addicted to the ministry of the saints. It says it in the Bible that Stephanus was addicted And so when I came home from Haiti, it just clicked with me. I realized what the problem has been this whole time. You see, I am addicted. I'm addicted to the ministry to the saints. I did not think the outcome of Haiti. I did not know what it was going to have on my life. But everybody said, Christina, you're going to come back changed. And can I tell you, I did come back changed. I came back with a love for my church, like I've never experienced in my life. Because you know what, when I was there, I started experiencing a withdrawal symptom in my life. I started I started experiencing a, a withdrawal from ministry to my to the saints. I, whenever I would hug those little children, I started to think about the kids in my my Wednesday night class. And I hugged, and whenever I hugged them, I thought, "I wish I could be." And I'm I'm just telling. you, I did not expect to have that that reaction to this, but the Lord started working something in me, so that I can share it with you. I believe tonight that. Whenever you are pulled away out of a ministry situation, you can realize that I'm having withdrawals because I'm addicted to the ministry of the saints. I think this is a place that we all need to get to in our lives that we say, this is something that I've got to have. This is something that gives me pleasure in this life. Nothing satisfies me more than ministering to the people and to the lost of this lost and dying world. We need to become addicted to the ministry to the saints we need to become addicted to reading our Bibles we need to become addicted to getting down on our knees and praying we need to become addicted to getting in our prayer closet and shutting the door and shutting everything out we need to become addicted to the presence of God. I was listening to all of these songs today and it's talked about longing for his presence. There's nothing that I long for more to, than to be in your presence. But you see, whenever you're addicted, that's one of the side effects is, or the, the symptoms of being addicted is, I have to have it. Every moment I'm thinking about when I can get my next fix. But if you were like that in the world, why don't you stand up in the spirit and say when can I get my next fix when can I get my next touch from the Lord when can I dance in the spirit next when can I get in my prayer closet when can I fast when can I pray when can I read my Bible somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise if you want to be addicted tonight and say you know what I started to think about the, the things in my life, and you see, I'm one of those babies. I'm one of those babies that was born addicted. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not a crack baby. I'm a Holy Ghost baby. I'm a Holy Ghost baby. I'm physically a Holy Ghost baby. You know, and like Jeremiah, he said, in my mother's womb, you knew me. He knew us. And can I tell you tonight, when you were in the church's womb, when you were about to be birthed, the Lord knew you. He addicted you to the Holy Ghost.
1: Oh, and when I was
0: born, I was born addicted. I was born addicted to this power in the presence of the Lord. I was born addicted to dancing in the spirit. I was born addicted to praying and reading my do it right. He's going to start you out right. He wants you to stay in this lifestyle. The devil wants to keep you in a lifestyle. Well, the Lord wants to keep you in a lifestyle. We were born into sin, but contrarily, we were born addicted to the Holy Ghost the second time. And I'm so glad of it. You see, it's more than, but we, I have more than being born addicted. I was, I realized that I'm one of those people that have enablers in my life. (laughs) I look around and everybody's an enabler. And if you look around and see that the people in your life are not enabling you to be in a state of revival, get them out of your life. Get them out of your life. If you hear a negative voice talking in your head, get them out of your life. If you hear somebody telling you not to give in the offering plate, get them out of your life and say, shut up. God is going to bless my life. I'm going to live in prosperity. I'm going to live in God's favor because I'm addicted. I don't want to go to no rehab program. (laughs) Don't even ask me to go to that party. Don't even ask me to go do those things I used to do. Don't even ask me to skip my prayer time at night. Don't even ask me to skip church to go to, you, to that party with you. Don't even ask me to skip revival. Get out of my life or come with me. Let me show you, taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah. You see, because if you're addicted, that's what it's all about. It's all about getting that next fix. It's all about having ca- calendar that is booked with revival. I'm telling you, that's what I love most. And Mama can tell you, I'm always telling her last minute, there's a service I really want to go to. And she's like, okay, but I need some some advanced warning about this. But, I mean, if you know that God's presence is going to be there, and it's been a little while since you felt him and you're addicted like I am, nothing can keep you away. Nothing can keep me away from getting a touch from God. If I know he's going to be there, I'm going to be there too. You see, because I can't make it without him. I can't handle the withdrawals. I can't handle them. I'm going to die without it. I can't handle. I can't handle it. I'm one of them crazy people. I will fight you. <laughs> the devil, he better get out of my way. He better get out of my way because I get violent. The violent take it by force. I get violent when I don't have my next fix of my Jesus. I'm addicted to him. I'm addicted to him tonight and I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm addicted to Jesus and I'm addicted to the Holy ghost. It's, it's time. And Anna, I'm closing. It's time that we as the church addict ourselves to the ministry. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved before God, the workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. It is time that I get addicted. It's time that Christina gets addicted to reading this word every day. It's time that I would have a withdrawal, that if I didn't open up this Bible, that it would be like leaving my phone at home. I've got to turn around and go back. i got to crawl out of this bed because I didn't read my Bible today. Can I get real? i got to crawl out get on my knees before I even start the day because I can't imagine facing the day without talking to the Lord. Because you see, I'm addicted. I can't face my life without him. It's time to get addicted to your ministry. Preach the word. Do the work of an evangelist. Because I want to be like Jeremiah if I ever stopped. If I ever stopped, it would be like fire that shut up in my bones. I just got to get it out. I just got to get in touch with the Lord. I just got to I gotta tell somebody what the Lord has done for me. I've got to give a good answer. Your prayer life should be addicting. We just say, I can't get enough of your presence. I can't get enough of your presence. You see, when you're addicted, things start happening. And what used to satisfy you doesn't satisfy you anymore. And see, it's the same way in the spirit. You know, I'm dissatisfied at this level, God. I want to go deeper. I want to go deeper. I want to experience more of your presence. That song that we sang, it said, let me become more aware of your presence. Lord, I've already felt you like this. And I love you. I love you like this. But I want more. I want more revival. I've already seen that many souls be baptized. I want to see a hundred. I want to see a hundred souls be baptized. I want to see a hundred souls be filled with the Holy Ghost. You see, let's have a hunger. Somebody, love on the Lord tonight. Step out of your seats. One more thing. One more thing. You see, when you're addicted, when you're addicted to something in the flesh, it's very easy to go, somebody would overcome this thing and they would go maybe three years without, without taking a drink of alcohol. But if they took one drink, they were a serious alcoholic before they're done for it's a it's a downward spiral from there they're back addicted right it's that easy to become addicted again it's the same way in the spirit it's the same way in the spirit it just takes one drop it just takes one second feeling those holy god's chill bumps and you'll be addicted let's get addicted tonight somebody step out of your pew let's dance before the lord let's love on him let's get addicted oh well, well i'm a little tired of the devil's game